Welcome to another inspiring message from Pastor David Hall, Senior Pastor of LifePoint Church. For more information, visit our website on www.davidhall.com.au. This morning I want to preach a message, and the title of my message this morning is simply The Power of the Name of Jesus. The power of the name of Jesus. Does anyone believe that there's power in his name this morning? I, I believe it with all of my heart. When we look at the name of Jesus through the word and, and the idea of his name, we have a clear understanding that his name is not just his name. It's not just like someone's name might be Bob or Trev or Neil or Steve or Cheryl. This name represents his very being, his character, his attributes, his power, and his reason for existence. Now, before we get into the depth of this message, we have to understand how we get our names. There's three ways that names are given. Through birth. I don't know about you when you pick the names for your kids. We looked through our list of names. Ron was on the short list, but I didn't think the church had room for two Rons. I felt like one was enough, and there was already a number of Keats, so we couldn't go Keats. We thought about Alf, and, but Alf was not the name, so we went with James, and then we went with Sam, and, and so we thought about our names. We got the app on our phone and had a look at the different meanings of different names. We looked at the name George, which means farmer, and so we, we, didn't, go, we didn't go with George, and, and so we went with James, and we went with Samuel. They were the names that we sort of felt like were the, the names we wanted to give our boys, and, and so that's their name, but there's no real meaning behind that name in that you know, it's not a generational name that's been passed down. He didn't get that name from inheritance. I was looking around today and I saw Luke Anderson Jr. singing this morning. You received your name by inheritance, Luke, whether you like the name Luke or not, even though your dad's name isn't actually Luke. But we won't talk about that this morning. He, but, but that's through inheritance. It's an inherited name that's been passed down. So we get our names through birth or inheritance, or in some cases, people get their names by achievement by what they've achieved, by what they've done. And, and the name of Jesus is given uh, by all three means. He has that name by birth. In Luke one thirty one. an angel comes to Mary and says, and behold, you'll conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name. He, uh, you, you will call his name. Another way that we receive our names is by inheritance. Hebrews 1.4, having become so much better than the angels, he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they, than the angels. He's received a greater name because of who he is. He's the son of God. And so he's given a name appropriate to who he is, uh, who is a descendant from. He's a descendant directly from the seed of the spirit of God, is God himself. Another way we receive our names is by achievement. Philippians chapter two and verse nine, it says, therefore God has also highly exalted him and given him a name, which is above every name that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. I don't know about you, but this charges me up just talking about this. Uh, we're, we're not, we're not part of a defeated team. I just want to remind you, we're part of a team who is victorious by the power of God. It says that every knee shall bow of those in heaven and those of earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. Can you say amen this morning? And, and, and he says, and so he's been given a name. Why? Uh, because he is the son of God, that he is the one who is worthy of, uh, of being bowed down to because the Bible says he is exalted through the exaltation of who he is. He has been given a name and it's above 
every other name. Can I tell you, there's names that get into our mind. Names like cancer, names like poverty, names like sickness, names like disease, names like intimidation, names like anxiety. All of those names, uh, they, they, they flick a switch, maybe a fear on the inside of your heart, but there is a name that is highly exalted above every other name, and it's the name of Jesus. And we've got to understand the greatest weapons that we have, our weapons of mass destruction are the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the Word of God, and the power of the Holy Ghost. And and can I tell you, when you, come on, if you believe it, give the Lord a shout today. We're going to have church, I'm telling you right now. His name still works. His, His name still has power. Who cares what religion says? Who cares what the media says? Who cares what society thinks? That name of Jesus has never lost its power. It's as powerful as the day it was given to the Son of God. The name of Jesus changes things. I know I'm yelling, but I'm excited. about. How can you not be excited about the name of Jesus? Names are also given for three reasons. Identification, office, and description. Identification. A name identifies who Jesus is. We read through the Bible. Often God changed people's names to identify them, whether prophetically or, or, or as a result, I guess, of honoring their achievement. Abram became Abraham. Sarah became Sarah, Sarai became Sarah. It was a faith thing. Jacob became who? He became Israel. God changed names. He was bit, Saul became Paul. God changed names. God never had to change the name of Jesus. It was a perfect name. But I identified him. It, it identified who he was, and, and it was a name that identified and set him apart from every other name. Another thing that, uh, another reason that names are given is for office. When a person's appointed to office, he has a name given to signify that position. And as we read, it says here, you shall call his name Jesus, verse 32 of Luke chapter 1. He will be great. He'll be called the son of the highest. The Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob and of his kingdom. There will be no end. The office that goes with the name of Jesus is an everlasting kingdom. It's a kingdom that has no end. Right now, if you look at the elections going on in the States, you've got Hillary, you've got Trump. I pray that God's hand would remain on that nation through this period of time. But, but the truth is that kingdom's fallible. Our, our kingdom, our, our, our government structures here are fallible. They're, they're, they're not everlasting, but the kingdom of God is going to reign for all eternity. Everything else will be shaken, but there's one thing that's never shaken. It's the kingdom of the living God. And this morning, I want to remind you who the, the, the greatest kingdom is the kingdom of heaven and the highest name in the kingdom is the name of Jesus and he's he's victorious he's alive and death couldn't hold him the grave couldn't contain him the cross couldn't hold him you know we serve a God we serve a God of the empty cross the empty tomb and the occupied throne and he's alive seated at the right hand of God in heaven that's the Jesus that we serve hallelujah if you believe it say amen and not only is the name given for, for office it also can be given can be they're not always all three Rarely are they all three, but in Jesus' case, his name is given for every other, every possible conceivable reason. Another reason a name is given is for description. It identifies who they are. And, and if you look in, in the book of Isaiah, often we hear it at Christmas time. It, it, it says, for unto us a child is born, Isaiah 9, 6. Unto us a son is given, the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called. It doesn't say Jesus. It starts to talk about, oh man, this blesses me this morning. It starts to talk about what that name holds. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor. Actually, Wonderful Counselor. 
mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. What's in his name? What a powerful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus reveals three key things to us. I know I'm just, I'm just building an introduction, then I've got some thoughts that I really want you to take on board and we're gonna use the name of Jesus today, but reveal three things about him to us. The first thing his name reveals is his presence. Matthew 18 says, when, when, when two or three gathered in his name, what, in, in the name of who? In the name of Jesus, there he is. The name of today, we're gathered in his name. The reason we're here today is we've gathered in the name of Jesus. It's amazing how sometimes we come to church and, and, and we forget sometimes the reason we're gathered. Uh, you know, are we gathered for this or are we gathered for that? The real reason that we've come together today is we are gathered around a name. And, and it's a name that will never let you down. It's a name that always contains hope and, and, and gives us reason for faith. The reason we are gathered here today is because of the excellent, most perfect name of Jesus Christ. If you believe it, can you say amen this morning? Another reason uh, for his name, another thing that his name reveals is his authority. His name reveals his authority. I'm going to quickly turn to the book of Philippians myself, and, and you don't need to turn there because we've got a, a, quite a lot of scripture in this message this morning. So I would just suggest you just sit back, relax, enjoy, and then what we'll do is you can download the podcast or, or the message throughout the week. But let's have a look at this in the book of Philippians chapter 2, and it says here in verse number 9, it says, therefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He's given him a name. He's given him an excellent name. He's given him a name that's above every name. He's given him a suit. I know we've labored on that scripture, but I want you to get that in your spirit this morning. It also talks about his achievement. Acts 4.12 tells us that Jesus is the Savior. Matthew 6, uh, sorry, Matthew uh, 16, verse 13. Romans 1, 3 and 4 tells us that he is the Christ. He is the anointed one. He is the anointed one. Jesus Christ is the anointed one. When we're called Christians, we are called anointed oneians, really. That's what we are. We are, we are followers. We are, we, are, we are connected. We are in covenant with the anointing that's on Jesus, with the anointed one. I mean, what, what a beautiful, powerful name that we have. I don't understand how Christians can uh, live with defeat and live with their head hanging low when in our possession is the name of Jesus. How, how, can we, how can we get around like, oh man, I'm under attack. Well, you're not using his name. I mean, attacks get broken when we use the name. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. We, we're going to get old school Pentecostal today. I don't actually know of a Sunday where we haven't been old school Pentecostal. I, I have a bit of a feeling that old school Pentecostal is actually just good old Bible. It's just, it's just the basics of Christianity. The stuff's worked for 2,000 years since, since the book of Acts. I don't want to change some of these things. We need to learn how to use his name with power and authority. And, and firstly, let me say this. As believers, we actually have the right to use his name. You have the right to use his name. The Bible's very clear that uh, he who believes in me and the works that I do, John 14, 
He says, greater things you'll do because I go to my Father. Verse 13, whatever you ask in my name, that will I do. We get to ask God for things. We get to use his name. And we'll talk more about that in a minute. But as believers, you get to use the name of Jesus. You know, I, I think sometimes we, we don't use his name enough. We, we, we use his name, I guess, in, you know, in worship. We, we use his name when we pray, we use his name when we just walk in our Christian lives. But do we use his name understanding the authority that's connected to his name? In the name of Jesus. There's something that happens. The minute we do that, the Spirit of God gets involved. The minute we use his name in faith, the Holy Ghost of heaven, the Spirit of the living God, the Spirit of God comes and he anoints and he breathes on that which we pray. Because when a child of God knows the authority that they have, we can use his name and believe for God to do supernatural things. You know, I believe in using his name. I use his name for all kinds of things. I use it believing. I use his name knowing. I use that name with assurance that he is who he says he is. And as Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 says, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so what Jesus did 2,000 years ago, he can do today because all authority has been given to you and I in his name. Do you believe that this morning? I mean, that's a, that's a good place to smile on a Sunday. That's a good place to go, oh, that's exciting. The name of Jesus. I know I'm yelling. I don't even mean to. It's just a thing. It's just, can't, how can you be? Yes, the name of Jesus is all victory. It's wonderful. It's, it's good. You need the name of Jesus. I mean, lives can be turned around. Sickness can be healed. People on their way to hell Life changes on their way to heaven. It's a very, it's a thrilling name. I mean, you remember the old expression, get your body into bowling? I mean, why can't we get our full being into the things of Jesus? And what a powerful name it is. I mean, you called that name one day, you were going to hell. You called on his name, boom, you're going to heaven. That's a pretty powerful name. Your whole eternity shifted by one mention of his name. I mean, you can call the name of Dave. You get nothing. I will call you back. You call, you call the name of Jesus. Hall of heaven. Boom, there it is. I'm blessed. Blessed and faith. The name of Jesus. What a good name. What a, we have the right to use his name. Do you know what? As unbelievers, we don't have the right to use his name. We can under salvation. That's by the Spirit of God. But we read in the book of Acts, the sons of Sceva. They decided to try and cast out a devil in the name of Jesus. In fact, let, let's turn there for a bit. This is a great story. I love this story. This is... This is fantastic. Acts chapter 19. And, and let's have a look at verse 13. Be careful. If, if you're not a believer, be careful trying to cast out demons in the name of Jesus. It doesn't go well. For the, it didn't go well for the sons of Sceva. Uh, verse 13. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it on themselves to call on the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits. We exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. There were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, prevailed against them, so they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Never good. What happened? Oh, exorcism gone wrong. We'll put some clothes on. You know, you know you haven't had victory when you go into church clothed, cast the devil out of someone, you're leaving the starkest. It's never, it's never good. Never good. Starkers. I've never used that word in church before. 
Let me just encourage you for the sake of all of us. Make sure your hearts are right with God before you try casting demons out of people. No indecent exposure in the house of God. So, so, so he, the Bible's clear. We can use that name, but let's just make sure we know the name. Let's make sure we're connected to the saving grace of the name of Jesus because we don't want any, any issues like that happening in the house. I want to have a look this morning, really, on, on what, what is in his name. I'm just going to give you thought, scripture, thought, scripture, and we'll see what God wants to do. What's in the name of Jesus for you and me? What's in the, what's, what's in the greatest name that's above every name? We see all through scripture that faith rewarded is in the name of Jesus. There is faith's victory is in the name of Jesus. I read it already. John 14, verse 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do because I go to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name. Somebody say, in his name. He says, whatever you are. Can I, can I just stop you there? I want you to repeat this. This is what the Bible says. Say this after me. And whatever you ask, in his name, that will he do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. Let me go on. Read, say this after me. If you ask anything in his name, he will do it. That's the promises of God. Some of us, we go, oh, you know, how do I know if I'm praying the will of God? Well, just attach the name of Jesus and see what happens. But some of us, we're not getting big results in our life because we're not praying big prayers of faith. We're not believing that the God of the Bible cares about us, that the God of the Bible cares about your home and your family and your stuff in the name of Jesus. I want to I tell you right now that we can, we've got to get back to some old school faith preaching that believes the Bible is what it says. It is. So people, the, the problem is we, we, we reduce the, the, the bigness of what God wants to do in us to the level of our experience and we don't realize God cares about our stuff. He, he cares about your home and your family and, and maybe you're in a house that's not big enough and you need a bigger house. Pray for a bigger house. Believe God in the name of Jesus. Maybe, maybe you need a better marriage because things aren't going as well as you'd hope. In the name of Jesus, God, would you f- touch my marriage? Would you bless me, make me what I need to be in order to be a good husband or a good wife. We, we, we've got to pray things in his name and believe that he is aware and cares about our stuff. God loves you. He cares for you. He's not an angry mean Jesus. He's not up in heaven going, no, 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 no. He is he's a God of yes. I don't know why I did an Indian accent there. Jesus was not Indian. John 16, 23, most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Famous preacher tells a story of a three-year-old boy who went to the grocery store with his mother. Before they entered the grocery store, he said to his mum, his mum says to him, I'm not buying any treats. I'm not buying any cookies. No cookies today. So the little boy gets in the trolley. They go aisle by aisle. And so he said, they finally get the aisle where the cookies are. He goes, Mum, can I please have a chocolate chip cookie? And she says, I told you, don't even ask. You're not getting a chocolate chip cookie. So they, they went around the, the shopping center again. They came back to the same aisle for whatever reason. And there they were. And there was a, there was a chocolate chip cookies. And he said, Mum, 
I really want these chocolate chip cookies. She said, son, I told you not to ask. You're not having chocolate chip cookies. And this must have been in America because in Australia you get locked up. But, but, but they, they, they kept going around the store. And just when they got to the checkout, the son decides he's got nothing to lose. So at the top of his lungs, he stands up on the trolley. He says, in the name of Jesus. Mum, can I please have some chocolate chip cookies? You know, in that store, they all got so moved by it, they bought in total 23 boxes of chocolate chip cookies for that boy. Makes me want to walk into the shop and say, in the name of Jesus, I want a Bertie Beetle. (laughs) They even do Bertie Beetles anymore. We should have Bertie Beetles Sunday at Life Point Church where everybody who's a tither gets a Bertie Beetle. (laughs) Non-tithers will have to rely on the name of Jesus. (laughs) Somebody moaned back there. (laughs) Welcome to Life Point Church. You can tell the new people. The new people think I'm hilarious. (laughs) And the old people elbow them. Don't encourage him. We want to get out of here at a godly hour. Thank you very much. Another thing. Another blessing, I should say, that's in the name of Jesus, number two, is authority over demons. I know we're, we're in a postmodern Christian world, and so we don't talk about the devil too much. We don't talk about demons too much. And the devil is perfectly happy when we either underemphasize or overemphasize. Because if we underemphasize demons, they can just do their work, destroy homes, destroy lives, and just be cunning and do the things that they do, and it's great for them. But the other extreme is where we overemphasize the demonic realm and then we just get weird you know and get get mystical and everything's a demon you know somebody's late or they've got a spirit of lack of punctuality somebody's organized they have a controlling spirit somebody talks too much they got this thing or they do that or they, this person does this they've got this spirit. not everything's a demon they've got a they got the cold they got a cold or they've got a they've got a spirit of influenza no they just got a cold. It's not a demon. But you get in that space, there's as, there's as much garbage in that space. Church, listen to what I'm saying, because, because that, that, that's often where it goes. I mean, I preached at a church in New Zealand a few years ago. The pastor said, I need to see you in my office. And he goes, you have a demon in you. I said, I, maybe a couple, but what? And he literally tried to get me to cough up a demon. I'm like, I'm not coughing up a demon. It's not going to happen. I don't have a demon. Because the minute I got born again, the full ramifications of salvation flooded my soul and darkness can't dwell with light. And I'm no longer who I used to be. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new creature. Old things have passed away. And so, but demonic oppression can come into your life. And that's where the enemy comes against you. And sometimes we think that because we're saved, there's nothing of the evil one in our world. Yeah, yeah there is. We've got to understand there's no demonic possession for those who are in Christ Jesus, but the enemy does come against us. And we do have to say we take authority in the name of Jesus. And, and Jesus said, what did he say? Mark 16, 17. He said, these signs will follow those that believe. And he says, in my name, you'll cast out demons. We have authority over, over the powers of darkness. You know, just a couple of weeks ago when XO conference was on, I got invited to preach in another church here in Adelaide. Uh, it's a little church in Clemsing. It was an awesome, it was an awesome night. We had a move of God. And there was a young man at the altar, came forward for prayer. 
and I mean totally bound by the powers of the devil. He was doing all kinds of un- uncomfortable things that I guess everyone else had to see. And I was sort of thinking, man, someone should probably deal with that. And I thought, well, I'm the speaker. It's probably me. But before I could, there was this Ugandan pastor who runs over and says, come out of him, you foul thing. I was like, <laughs> what, he, what he said. But I felt like I needed to be involved, so I walked over, cool, bub, bub, just because I needed to feel like I was part of it. But I mean, he got that guy loose in about two seconds flat, and the guy stands up worshipping God. The power of darkness is real. And the problem is the church, we try to be so safe. What if someone came in here with a demon spirit one Sunday morning, and we had to lay hands on them and get them free? It would be uncomfortable. It would be awkward. And to be honest with you, if you brought your best friend visiting that, welcome, come to Life Point Church, the Exorcist Church of the Tea Tree Gully area. <laughs> But the Bible's so clear. He says these signs will follow those that believe. One of those signs is we're going to have victory over the powers of darkness. So what do we do? I tell you right now, I go with the Bible every time and believe that if somebody comes in here bound and we'll see them loose by the power of God. Now we've seen people set free in church over many, many years, hundreds and hundreds of times. And I'm believing God that anyone here that's bound needs to be set free by the power of God. And this house would be a house that goes with what the Bible says. And my, my dad was preaching one time in, in, uh, in our tent. And we don't have the tent anymore. I didn't really grow up as a pastor's kid. I grew up as an evangelist kid, which is like an unemployed pastor. It's like really somewhere between a pastor and living as a carny, you know. And we'd go from town to town, stick this tent up. It was good fun. I mean, we had great meetings. I remember one night in Werribee, we put it up, 1,800 people in the tent. About Gambia, we had 1,000 in the tent. I mean, we had meetings like that. So, but all we had was we had this banner at the back that just said Jesus. Jesus, that's it. And so one night, there's a guy in the meeting and manifesting a devil, just getting a bit weird, you know. And my dad points to him, and I don't know why he did it, but he points to the guy, he says, Sir! In the name that's on that sign, be free. Like that, just like that. And the guy gets totally delivered. Totally delivered. We get in the car afterwards. Dad says, I learned two things today, David. I said, what's that? Number one, there's still power in the name of Jesus. He said, number two, demons can read. We learned that. Let us not underestimate the power that's given in his name. Can I tell you this? Come on, somebody. There's power, man. Can someone give God a shout for a minute or just do something? Still power in his name. Another thing that the name, blessing the name of Jesus brings is Mark 16, 7, 17. He says, in my name, you'll speak with other tongues. John 14, 26, with the help of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He'll teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. The name of Jesus is the gateway to the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Because the Bible tells us that Jesus is the baptizer with the Holy Spirit. You know, when we get saved, we, it's one thing. When we get baptized in water, it's another thing. When we get baptized in the Holy Ghost, it's another experience. It's a powerful experience being filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, being, being aware of the supernatural of God. He says, in my name. You'll speak in new tongues. You know, here at the church, I, I pray, it's my desire that every single person who attends Life Point Church would have a prayer language. I believe with all of my heart that everyone who is born can be saved. I believe of every person who is saved, they can be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And of those that are baptized in the Holy Spirit, I believe that every person baptized in the Holy Spirit can and should speak in tongues. And I believe they go hand in hand. You might not get tongues the minute you ask God to baptize you, but let me tell you, you've asked God 
to do it. He's done it. It's just a matter of doing it by faith, whether it's at that moment or in time. I believe with all of my heart that God wants to baptize every one of us in this place with the Holy Spirit, with the accompanying sign, with the initial physical evidence of speaking with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives us that ability. And I, I can tell you, church, I believe with all of my heart, some of you, 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 you you're praying in tongues has sort of waned over time. You, you haven't prayed in tongues like you should. You, 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 you sort of let that gift just go to sleep a little bit in your life. Can I encourage you? Stir that gift up. That very same gift, Paul spoke to Timothy. He said, I remind you, Timothy, to stir up the gift that's in you, which you received when I laid my hands on you. In Acts chapter 19, you got baptized in the Holy Ghost. The Bible's clear that he spoke in tongues. Can I, can I tell you, Paul says, I thank my God. I speak in tongues more than all of you. Uh, isn't that a beautiful thing? Jesus, he, he, said, he said, go and wait in Jerusalem till you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind that filled the whole house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues of fire. One sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and consequently began to speak with other tongues. I want to encourage you, let's be a people who pray in the Holy Spirit. Do you believe that this morning? Another thing that the, Baptist, uh, that, that the name of Jesus brings, Mark 16, 18, he says, in my name, you'll take up serpents. You know, I, I, Steve Penny preached here a few months back on new roads and new rivers. A common expression of the day in the time of Jesus was it to take up serpents meant to forge new roads because every time you forged a new road, you'd have to deal with serpents. And that was one of the meanings. And, and, and it really, when, when, when Jesus is saying this, he's saying you'll take up serpents and if you drink any deadly thing, it won't hurt you. He's basically saying as the church continues to advance in new places, there is divine protection from heaven. But I can say the name of Jesus is what's going to unlock greater things for us in our city, expanding of our church, expanding of our campuses and premises and all of that. I, I believe that there is security in doing this in the name of Jesus because there's power in his name. I, I'm, I'm excited today. I'm blessed today. Oh, this is stirring my faith. Another thing that uh, the benefit that we have in the name of Jesus is justification. Pastor Keith shared the same verse this morning, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. Such were some of you. But the Bible, the Bible's very clear that we're messed up. We've got things going wrong and all kinds of things are happening. And he says, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of God. We're justified. What does it mean? Just as if I'd never sinned at all. I can tell you, I, I sin all the time. I mean, not just little ones. Well, the good ones, the ones that I can still be a pastor and commit them. That's a dumb comment, isn't it? <laughs> but how easy is it when your wife says, how far from home are you? Oh, just five minutes. And you know you're 10. You just don't want to get in that little bit of trouble. I had a friend who was in Bible college, and they said, if you're late one more day, you're going to, be, you're going to fail the subject. So he pulls up at the church. He thinks, what am I going to do? I'm late. So he quickly gets his hands and rubs them on his tires and walks in and said, I had car trouble today. Can I say, I, I'm two, two spots with that. It is wrong, but stink is clever. You've got to hand it to like you can, Some say that's deceitful. I think it was resourceful. Often there's a fine. No, there's not. But we mess up. 
We get it wrong. We say things we shouldn't, think things we shouldn't. But you know, justification of God says that I don't have to justify myself. I just say, God, I give it to you. Will you wash me clean in the name of Jesus? And there's a justification where God says, it's just as if you'd never sinned at all. Another thing that happens, another, I've got to stop saying thing. I need to say blessing. Another blessing that comes with the name of Jesus is healing power. Peter and John at Gate Beautiful, what did they say to that lame man? Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. That inspires me. That's how I want to use his name. When we lay hands on people, you be made whole by the power of God in the name of Jesus. Isn't that awesome? Now the blessing that comes in the name of Jesus is safety and refuge. Proverbs 18.10, the name of the Lord is a strong and mighty tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. There's safety in his name. There's refuge in his name. A friend of mine said to me that the name of Jesus is a geographical location. The righteous run into it. It's a place of safety. We're baptized in that space, that name of Jesus, it's all encompassing. The name of Jesus is far more than a name. It's a refuge. It's a place of protection. Some of you don't have the means to fix a situation. Just give it to the name of Jesus. Say, in the name of Jesus, God. Looks like a job for El Shaddai. Give it to him. I think it would be very foolish of me. Maybe if, if Jess could come. Be foolish of me to not share this point because it's the most important point. But in the name of Jesus, there is salvation. Do you believe that this morning? Yeah. Romans ten thirteen. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Acts two twenty one. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Joel two thirty two. And anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You know, we got this name given to us. It's a powerful name. But how do we use his name? Second Thessalonians 3 6. But we command you, brethren, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw. Every brother who walks disorderly, not according to the tradition we've received from us, we can instruct in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, let this come into divine order. As we talked about before, dealing with demon spirits we can say I command you Acts 16, 18 I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her and the demons have to leave in thanksgiving the Bible says in Ephesians 5 therefore do not be unwise understand what the will of the Lord is in verse 20 it says giving thanks always to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ thankful saying in Jesus name I give you thanks Everything that comes in His name, I give you thanksgiving, I give you praise. In prayer, most assuredly I say to you, He who believes in me, the works that I do, whatever you ask in my name, in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask this in the name of Jesus. I come before you in the name of Jesus. In faith, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. That's the last time you used His name in faith. We've got a guy in our church who's a businessman and uh and like anything you know things outside your control can impact the way things work 
You know, I, I, I had the honor of going with Pastor George to pray in the offices of this deal. And, and uh, as we're praying, we declare the name of Jesus. Just over challenges, not, not problems on their behalf, just things that come against them. It's amazing how you just get into an atmosphere and declare the name of Jesus. And we watch things turn by the power of God on more than one occasion. Some of your, your home, stuff's going on at home that just shouldn't be happening in your house. I'm not saying that sounded quite aggressive. I mean, in the right spirit. Stuff that you don't want happening in your house. Can I encourage you? Begin to walk around your house in the name of Jesus. Oh, we, we, we're taking two years to get our house to get, get built. It should start in the next week. But I've been praying in the name of Jesus. Let that house, it's my house, that's my land. In the name of Jesus, I call, I call it done by the Spirit of God. Gotta believe God. In the name of Jesus, my children will serve God. In the name of Jesus, no sickness is gonna come into our dwelling. In the name of Jesus, use that name in faith. How else we use his name? In praise and in worship. Hebrews 13, 15. Through him, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips. Acknowledge his name. Can I get us to stand? We're going to worship the Lord. I think it'd be fitting to sing the song we were singing before. And we're going to worship him. And I want you to worship him and really think of the words as we declare his name. And I want to remind you that his name is wonderful. It's counselor, it's prince of peace, mighty God, everlasting father. Prince of peace. Mighty God, everlasting. I love it. God's good. Does anyone believe there's power in His name this morning? If you do, why don't you step out of a comfort zone this morning? Why don't we lift up our hands to God? Let's worship Him all over this house. You were the Word at the beginning, Jesus. We worship Your name.